When was our last episode? It's been a while. Um, it's been a while. I like Stained. I don't dislike them. Yeah. What happened to them? Uh, the 2000s. <laughs> I feel like you can only sing like that for so long until your voice explodes. Seem, seems that way. September 13th. Yeah, so wow. today's February 13th, so Bada five bing, months. bada boom. Wow. Yep. That is crazy. We talked about the Apple September event, which, of course, was new iPhones. And I said, I explicitly said I was not going to get a new iPhone. And I really believed it until, I, I guess it was the Austin Mann feature. He put out his little feature of, all the, the photos he, you know, he, of course he got the phone early and it just did me in, you know, these phones are essentially, they're just little devices that you can capture these moments that you would otherwise not be able to capture. Right. I mean, that's what a camera is. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything too groundbreaking here. Uh, but I just think of all the, the things I've been able to capture that I otherwise wouldn't have. And you know when they're making these big improvements in the in the in the cameras and particularly the Tyler Stallman that is that who it was that doesn't sound right at all okay. but but I'll believe you okay um might might have not been Tyler Stallman Austin man Austin man it's Austin man okay it's definitely Austin man Did you listen to that up. new show the test the test drivers test drivers thank you I have not. Okay. I don't. I just don't think I can take on any more new podcasts ever again. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many podcasts do you listen to now? Yeah. Oh man. I mean, you've been brutal. You've been cutting them down been one by down, one yeah. at the legs, right, right at the waist. Ah, man. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to go through my list. Yeah. Yeah. May I, I couldn't even say. What's your what's your favorite podcast? My favorite podcast? Yeah. Man. Uh well I have a lot I have a few from one particular like creator that I, I mean I always listen to to his. E- even even if it's on something I have n- no idea what it's about, like I'll just always listen. Um but he has like three or four I guess three different podcasts. Um, one is PlayStation focused, you know, you know, me, my my little PlayStation extravaganza, uh, listen to that all the time. Um, and he actually has started like a supplemental version of that too. So one episode comes out on Tuesday. That's, you know, anybody can get, um, he's the only person I support on Patreon. So you know how rare it is for me to give money to anyone. Uh, I give him five dollars a month just so I can get the ad free uh, podcasts and get them and get them early. Like that's the the perk with with that. So his his regular uh, episode of the PlayStation it's called Sacred Symbols. I even got a shirt for Christmas. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with me, <laughs> Philip. Yeah, um, it comes out on Tuesdays if you're Patreon at a certain level, um, but it, I think it comes out on Fridays normally or whatever but then he started a a supplemental version of that same podcast but you have to be like i think two dollars or more a month to get it so it's like a whole you know 
Makes you feel special. Secret symbols, secret yeah. society. S- secret sacred symbols is what, is what that would be. Um, yeah, and then he has a... the the. I mean, I love the PlayStation podcast, but that's just kind of like whatever's going on that week. It's for the masses. Yeah. He has, know, he has... Anyone can listen to that right. eventually. Yes. Um, he has a podcast he does with his brother. His brother is like almost 10 years older than him and he's a professional animator he works uh for sesame street um yeah he's really cool guy they've started i get it it's like a year and a half old by now maybe even longer than that but they have a podcast called knockback and it's just retro nostalgia type stuff but it could be anything it could be movies it could be old video games tv series uh it could just be like um, you know, like different things about growing up, you know, playing sports and uh, celebrating holidays. I mean, it's 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 very wide reaching. It just has to be stuff from the past. Um, and it could be recent things as long as it's over. Like, I'm pretty sure they'll eventually do um, an episode on episode nine at some point. Uh, but like if a TV show is still going on, they won't do it. Like it has to be finished. Um like I, I was listening to it when you pulled up. Um, it was about uh, what they wanted to be when they were, when they grew up, you know, like the, the, the professions they thought they wanted to, to do as kids, which is yeah. you know, pretty wide reaching. Anybody so could listen to that. They'll never be able to talk about the walking dead. That's what you're telling me. Well, I, actually they probably would be able to talk about it because I don't think it's got much, much uh, left to go. Oh, really? Yeah. but I, I haven't watched any of this season, so. They never would talk about that because I know, I know. he doesn't like it. But um, And then his uh, he's got another podcast, too. Or he used to have another one that was just kind of like a, just an interviewing podcast type thing. He'd have a guest on and it could, they, you know, they would they would pitch him on what it would be about and he would bring them on and. I mean, it was something different every week, you know. It just really kind of depended on who the guest was. So, I like, I, I, I gotta say they're my favorite because I actually pay for those when I don't have to. It's true, and I don't pay for many things because I, I'm cheap. I guess I don't, I don't know. Yes, I guess that's what the word you would use for it. I don't know any other word you could use for it. Stingy. I, well, frugal. I like the word frugal, but I'm not really <laughs> frugal, yeah. I, I like it. I like the word frugal. I, I, uh, I strive for that word, but I fail pretty much I, every day. I like the word integrity. <laughs> Character. Oh, man. Today, uh, today at work, we were talking about um, our company values that have changed like 50 times since I've been here. Really? And we were talking about, not really talking about the company values, but we were talking about something else that, you know, we're like, we really got to do this, but we don't want to do it. And nobody else wants us to do it, you know, type thing. And I said, well, we got to do the right thing, which used to be one of our company values. It's no longer one of our company values. Yeah. And uh, when I said it, they were like, well, that's not our company value anymore. And I was like, okay, well, let's do the wrong thing. (laughs) You know, (laughs) what it really should have been was do the right thing, comma, if it's convenient. That's really what the company value (laughs) should should be. But our company, 
ideology, I think it is. is <laughs> I do not like that ter- that phrasing. Is do the right thing for the right reason at the right time, in the right way. One of those two. Well, you, you said like four things, though. It's one of those last two. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. It, it's definitely the right thing. At the right time. For, for the right reason. For the right reason. Yeah. And that's that's been the ideology for like 15 years. Yeah. They are about to look at our values and our culture because, well, in part because we just replaced our CEO because our CEO retired after being our CEO for like 15 years. So. One of the reasons we were talking about values at all was because we're about to move to another building, which this is like the eighth move at least that I've had in the eight years that I've worked here. And uh, a coworker of mine who was very heavily involved in creating collateral for one of the times the vision or the, the values changed. She created these flyers and then like the next day they were going to change again. Like that Geico commercial. Yeah, and so I made her a little label and put it on the box, and it said "Box of Sadness." And she's—I lit- was here for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you were still that here during, for that. That was during some of my last days. So I mean, you're talking—that was three years ago, almost at this point. And she finally threw it away because we we're about to move. And so she she kept a box at her desk that said "Box of Sadness," and all it was really was a conversation starter for anyone who would ever come to her desk. And say, what's in that box? What is anything on a desk for, though, except to be a conversation starter? Well, listen, you know, you know how I don't like to talk to people. <laughs> I, yes. uh, I present company excluded most of the time. And <laughs> I mean, you know, it's been five months. Well, hey, that's not all on me. No, um, no, it's not at all. So, as we're getting ready to move the configuration of the desk is going to be much different where we're going. And so we no longer have shelves at all. And that's where all my stuff is. That's where all my like decorative, Hey, I'm trying to be a human in a workplace. What do you, you don't have, what do you have? I had pictures. Of no, no. My, what, what do you have? A, you don't have a shelf. Oh no, there's no shelves where we're going. It's just going to be, um, it's going to be too, shorter drawers shorter lengthwise stacked on top of each other instead of like one really long uh with two pull drawers in it it's going to be two shorter ones stacked on top of each other and that's literally it no shelf nothing so man i just boxed all of that stuff up and took it home so when i move or when i come in tuesday and find my my box I literally, I I just threw everything away in my drawers, pretty much. I took two boxes home, and I packed one box to move to my new desk. So it'll look like nobody's sitting at my desk when I get there, because what's the point anymore? There's no shelves. I have nowhere to put anything fun, and I'm kind of over being fun at this point anyway. I saw a tweet this morning that really summed up a few things in my life, and it said, I'm giving up for Lent. And I just really liked that. That was good. It made me laugh. I yeah. like that. Yeah. You shared it with me. I did. I chuckled. I, I mean, really, where am I supposed to put anything if there's no shelves? The desk is longer now, but what, I, what, why do Thanks I need a long nothing. desk? Yeah. 
I don't need a longer desk. Well, you're gonna give me two iMacs. Yeah, I mean, if you want to give me a Pro Display XDR or two of those, there you go. Then sure, you know, a longer desk accepted. But now I'm gonna have my. I'm still undecided if I'm even gonna take the iMac back. Once I'm not letting them move it, I already took it home because it has been moved before and it was damaged, and so I don't let the movers move my iMac anymore. So I've already t- I took it home like two weeks ago just to prepare for this this upcoming day, and I don't know if I'm even gonna take it back now. I, what's the point? <laughs> I might as well <laughs> just keep it at my house. I have a feeling this is a a can that I don't I, I want to open. Probably not. But I mean, if I did bring it back, it would just be. I don't do multiple screens, you know. I just I would just have my iMac and then a really long desk now with nothing on it. I mean, maybe I could put some of the fun stuff on the desk, but I don't know. It's yeah. just weird. I have a lot of things in my cubicle. We have we have pretty large cubicles still. And I'm I'm known for the amount of stuff, especially input devices. I've got like four keyboards, like six well, yeah. mice. Because, you know, you like to switch it up. Yes. Yes, I do. Well, I found a new keyboard for you that was going to be discarded. Well done. Well done. You're a good friend. I try for like a few friends. And then the other friends, I, you know, it's the, the four light bulbs. We never actually talked about that topic. We haven't. We need to. But, you know... Like, I have a friend's light bulb, but it's even, like, segmented out. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. There's only so much you can give to so many people. Oh, I know what you mean. And it be genuine. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I I think about just, like, who are... I mean, this, <laughs> talk about opening a can. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I truly just think about, like, well, who are my friends? Well, like, who do I spend any time with? Yeah. Like, I'm home, I'm working, I'm sleeping, I'm watching TV, you know? I'll tell you who your friends are. It's all those podcasts you listen to. <laughs> That's You, you make a, a good argument. You kind of feel like you know these people. Yes. Because you listen to hours and hours of them talking. It's totally one way. It's very true. But... You know, it's like this guy that uh that his pod, his name's Colin Moriarty, FYI. He he used to work at IGN, then him and a few guys that worked at IGN started a company called Kind of Funny, um, and basically did the same stuff they did at IGN. Primarily him, anyway. I mean, they did some other stuff too, and then he made a joke on International Women's Day and got just hung out hung out to dry by his other co-founders. And I think there was probably some behind-the-scenes stuff anyway, and it was just like, okay, here's a good opportunity for us to to part ways. Um, anyway, so then he just started his own business, and now it's more popular, at least in terms of, like, Patreon ra- rankings than the company he was a part of. That There were four of them. Now he's just doing it by himself. And anyway, I've listened to this guy since 2011, you know, when he was at IGN and, and he co-hosted a, a PlayStation podcast called Podcast Beyond, which is still going. I don't listen to it anymore. I mean, 
I was attached to him, right? I liked him and his takes and his input. Um, and I've followed him wherever he's gone. And now I actually help fund his business in a way. And so, yeah, I feel like I've, there's no telling how many hours I've listened to this person talk about all kinds of things, not just PlayStation stuff. So you kind of start to feel like you know these people. Now, I surprisingly actually spend more time with friends than it sounds like you do, which I would not even, I would never have guessed that because, I mean, who would look at us and, and guess <laughs> guess that? But uh, I, well, you know, I've had a lot of life changes in the last three years that have just kind of forced me to change some things about my, rearrange my four light bulbs, if you will. And, you know, now I do some of these things. I don't always want to do them, but, and I'm very upfront about it. You know, people know where I stand, but I still do it. I, I'm, I show up and I know I need it, even though I don't always want it. But I have breakfast every Tuesday with some friends, and then I see most of them again on Wednesday during most of the year, you know, when we have live groups going on, minus the summer and, you know, like Christmas time. And then I see one of those guys uh, again on Friday nights because of football. He, he works with us there and then basketball. So there's one guy I see almost three times a week, pretty much every week, most weeks out of the year. So I've got friends is what I'm trying to say. You know, I'm making myself have friends. I don't know if they want to be my friend, but, you know, yeah, they I'm, keep coming to breakfast. I'm not here to make a counter argument. I guess it's working. Yeah, I definitely, being out of Conway now, work, working out of Conway now, yeah. decreases just the opportunity that I, I used to have lunch with lots of people when I worked in Conway, and they were in Conway too. Yeah. And so we'd get lunch together. And so I, I do, I have FaceTime lunches with people sometimes tried that that's it awful. works <laughs> i'm gonna make it work i don't know man maybe with like my kids i could do that but it's just like a regular person <laughs> i feel like it'd be worse with children children would be like all over the place that's true yeah Whew, man i don't know so anyways i've done that it's worked well we keep mentioning four light bulbs so this was we don't have to go all the way into this but the four light bulbs thing was uh, an episode of Hello Internet. Episode four. Early on in their, uh, you know, in their run, as episode four would be. <laughs> and what was the premise was, I felt like we've talked about it before a little bit, maybe. But the Oh, I'm sorry. Episode three. Oh, okay. Even earlier. The premise was, you know, you can only divert so much energy into these four areas of your life. So it was like. Because you only have so much total energy. True. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't... You can only divert energy you have. Exactly. And it may not always be 100%, right? Um, so, the, but the theory would be you have 100% of your energy to divert into these four light bulbs. So how much percentage do you give to each one? And it was, well, like personal health, family, friends, and work. Is that right? That's correct. All right. And for a long time... It was really just family and work for me. That was it. It was really like little 
to maybe like 1% going into friends and 0% for many years going into health. And then sometimes I'd get on like maybe a month of doing some good percentage to health and then I'd get sick or something and go another six months without doing anything. Well, and to put anything towards health, then you have to transition it from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, well, I mean, where it's a lot of it has come for me, I think is work. I think I've just, I, although I'm not doing any less, if anything, I'm doing maybe more than I've ever done, but I'm just not as, uh, I've kind of repositioned some of the energy within the work modules, you know? So it's, cause that's really all I could do, but I don't know. I, I don't know really how, I think it was just me being stubborn and not wanting to put, I think I was only like giving maybe 75% of my total energy to two things. And then the other 25% was just ethereal. I don't even know <laughs> what happened to that. And then I decided, okay, maybe I can do some other things and probably need to do some other things. So it's just a lot more portioned out now. I'm glad you brought up the four light bulbs because Blair just graduated in December. And so she just started her new full-time job. She's not in school at all anymore. She started that last Wednesday. She's really liking that. That's good. And it's just kind of a whole new world for us because she's been in school for two and a half years in the past year she's been working for free a bunch doing all these clinical hours so she's been working and writing papers and reading textbooks and then working like one night a week to actually get paid um and so i mean it, it's just been a crazy year and now it's just totally different like yeah. she you know, she's just got this job that she likes, and I've got this new position at work that I'm feeling my way into and figuring out. And I think that I think that it it does make sense that especially if you stay in the same ish uh, type of work, that you can get better at that. And even if you're doing more, you may not have to give quite the percentage of effort towards it. Because I know, like, early in your career, like, you're just trying to figure out how you can do anything worth anything. Yeah. You know, um, just to, you know, figure out how you work and what you do and just, you know, politics and all that. And then you just figure that, nah, I just won't care about any of that. <laughs> Are you talking about me? <laughs> Or are you just saying in general? Like about the other person in the room. I feel very attacked by that statement. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I applaud, applaud all that. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I've always been pretty. I don't know that apolitical is is correct in the workplace. Almost anti-political. You know, we'd always have these conversations of like, I just wish that they would just know this, and I'd be like, Why don't we tell them, guys? <laughs> yeah, you were. Anybody... <laughs> Has anybody thought of, like, just selling them? You were definitely like that. It got to the point where I would just not even suggest things anymore because I knew you would. It's like I could predict what you would say. And so 
I was just like, ah, oh, forget it. You, just, you had the conversation by yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before you decided whether you would have the conversation. Or I would just think, I'll just talk to him about it later. No need to bring it up right now, because then we'll never talk about anything else in our team meeting or whatever's happening. Or unless I didn't want to talk about other things and I could just derail it, I, I might do that. You, you would never do that. Not that I'm so <laughs> calculated. No. With... Uh, Maybe I used to be. I, I definitely never had a touch base with Wes. Where <laughs> I was like, I don't really know what I've done this week, but I know that we could talk about a TV show for 30 minutes. Right. That's for sure. Why would you do that? You know, nobody would do that. But, I mean, that just engenders, you know, camaraderie. So it was all, all for good. And it's not like he didn't know what you were doing. Because he's a like, smart man. It's not like he wasn't fine with it. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to talk about it either. No. So. No, you know. Oh, man. Yeah, him telling me about The Witcher, the video game. It's now a series. Is it a series? Yeah, on Netflix, yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I've heard good things. I have not watched it, and I have no plans to, but yes. I, I think they're going to do another season, I think. I mean, people want to see Henry Cavill with no shirt on. Well, yeah. Lots of people want to see that, so... I'm not a fan of the hair situation. I don't. He has long hair. Long white yeah. hair, but I mean, that's you know, that's, that, what, that's the Witcher. Yeah, that's so what he looks what like. Do you, what do you want? Geralt or something like that. I think I that's his name. No idea. Never played the Witcher games. Never read the books. So I don't. I, don't know. I the only thing I know about the Witcher is what Wes told me. <laughs> They're from Poland. They are. Yeah, it was a Polish book series first, and then. Got adapted into some video games. Yep. And The Witcher 3, from what I understand, was like a very highly rated and, and uh, you know, well thought of game. Yes. But uh, just not, I think it came out during some dark times for video game playing in my house. Yeah, you uh, you've really gone through some changes in your in your video game playing in our in our years together because yeah. i remember when i first came on you were like i don't really play anything here's here's stuff that i've bought yeah <laughs> that i will play at some point yeah it, well you know when you have like really young kids it's just it's harder oh yeah then. but then they start to get a little older and you just start to prioritize your light bulbs again and <laughs> personal well-being or health or whatever you would call yes. it. Yes. My video game time would, would flow into that. And I've already told my wife, this is the first time I've ever done this, and I'm super pumped about it, that she doesn't need to worry about Christmas or birthday because I'm an adult now. I'm 32 years old, and I'm going to pre-order a console for the first time. So whenever they finally announce when the PlayStation 5 is going to, you know, go up for pre-order. I'm going to be there and it's going to happen and I'm I'm very excited about this. Now, I usually <laughs> I usually don't wait too long before I get the console, you know. So it's not like I was waiting years and years to jump on board, but I've never I've never pre-ordered one. Um and PlayStations I've never gotten I'd say maybe within the first year, but like towards the tail end maybe is the earliest because i got i got playstation 4 pretty early but i think it had been almost a year um but you know what dang it i'm an adult 
Yeah. So, so I can buy video games. PS Fiverr. I can't wait. Uh, don't say Fiverr. <laughs> uh, I really like Fiverr. Uh, I've, I've been doing a lot more on there. Yes. It, uh, which is probably to some extent why we haven't. That that's probably some of the side of, for me for why we haven't had a podcast in a long time. The other part for me is I really like I don't want to come back and do it unless we could get into a good rhythm again because I don't want it to be another five months before we put out another episode. That's all true for but all of our tens of people that that listen to it. If know? we're only ever going to get together, if we're going to get into rhythm again. Then it just then this could be the last episode for all we know because you know who knows. Nah, this isn't the last episode. Probably not. But I just you know it's like I would want it to be more regular. But I agree. I don't know really how to make that happen when I only have usually like one night a week that it would really work for me, which is Thursdays. Yeah. So it's got the potential. Now that you've started this new position and your wife's yeah. not in school anymore, maybe oh, yeah. things will get a little bit easier. And all of you tens of people that listen to this, eventually, who knows when. We did cross uh, past, a, a th well, let's see. We crossed 1,000 downloads? 1,100 now right. that we've passed. I don't know how this is happening. I don't either. Or who is listening which, don't get me wrong, that's not a lot of downloads per episode. No. But... Way more than I ever expected. Again, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who's listening. I know Justin King listens. Thank you, Justin. But he, he's the one I see three times a week, so he probably gets enough of hearing me just in normal uh, course of the week, the way you things think. go. I don't know. I mean, this is our 28th episode. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, because we did an episode zero. Yes. Yeah. Numbers. That's probably more than I thought we would have. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I guess if I was being honest, probably. <laughs> I mean, how many times did I tell you no before we finally did it? I don't know. Check the Slack, man. It was a lot of times. And even more than the Slack, because, I mean, there were times before we even had Slack that... I would say no. Yeah, so. not, not, not too many. But we, we, we got enough of each other back when we were working together. Hey, one thing that has happened in the last five months, I got and I got a Mac Pro. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's a 2008 Mac Pro. So, you know, it's not super exciting, but... It's still been awesome. I've been glad to get your updates on bringing it back to health. I saved it from certain destruction because it was about to be taken from a random closet out in a random building that we happened to own. Not me personally, but the company I work for. And I was told very directly that it did not work. I mean, it obviously didn't work the way it was because it didn't have a hard drive or a graphics card in it. So that was understandable. But I'm very curious what happened to it because literally all I did was, one, buy a graphics card, which was like 30 bucks on eBay. And then I grabbed a old spinning hard drive that was, I guess it was in my 2011 MacBook Pro that when I 
put an SSD in that several years ago that I just put in my, my nightstand. <laughs> it's been sitting in my nightstand for who knows how long, two set, two different houses that we've lived in. I just pulled that out. I used... Just waiting for its moment. I used the um, the uh, windsock that we use, one of the windsocks that we use for our mics, and, and kind of shoved it in there because, you know... The Mac Pro of 2008 had the had the bigger drives, I guess. Three and a half inch. Yeah, and then, is, and, yeah. and I think the one I had that was in my old laptop was a two and a half inch. Correct. And so I had to prop it up a little bit, and so I took the windsock from a, from a mic and just kind of shoved it underneath it to keep it so it wasn't hanging down. It probably would have been okay, but you know, I just didn't want it. To. <laughs> it would have been okay for. Some amount of time. Well, I just wanted to, but it's a spinning hard drive. It's gonna yeah. vibrate. It's gonna. I wanted. I wasn't gonna use that hard drive long term. I just wanted to see if I could get it revived. And uh, yeah, it just came right to life. And uh, I quickly learned that it did not have a wireless card. <laughs> I just didn't even. It just didn't even cross my mind that that would be a thing because I don't know. I, I just didn't. You know, it was a much different time in 2008 in desktop computing. But uh, so that was my first challenge was, you know, I've got to I've got to reformat this hard drive and reinstall uh, Mac OS. And and I had no way to do that because I had no Internet connection. This was all happening at work. And I didn't you know, I didn't think I could just plug it into the Ethernet because, you know, we haven't security and network and all that stuff. Um so it took me a while to try and figure out a way to to restore the drive. Um, and eventually I finally just plugged it into Ethernet and it somehow still worked, which seems like a real big security hole in my estimation because this this computer wasn't even in our system anymore. I don't know. Seemed like something was wrong with that, but I was able to to load Mac OS onto it and just to prove that it was working. Cause I didn't want to put any money into it until I knew that that was going to work. And so once I confirmed that I packed it up and took it home, it's now uh, sitting very snugly uh, between our big dresser and a wall in our, in our master bedroom because I had to be able to plug it into ethernet and that's where our modem and all that stuff is. Um, and I put a two terabyte SSD in it, and, and now I have our all, entire, you know, iTunes library on that computer, and uh, it's always it's always up. And so, from any Apple TV in our house, we can watch the kids can watch all the Tom and Jerry episodes that they want, and all the Daniel Tiger episodes that they want, and we don't have to go pull up the laptop and open iTunes and all that nonsense to get it to work. So, it's uh, it's being well well served and i mean they were about to throw it away what i what i would love to know is what was wrong with it because i guess it either had to have been the hard drive but that's easy to fix you know like i wouldn't expect the people that had it before me to be stumped by that so what i really think was maybe the graphics card went out but that's not a hard fix either so i just i think they probably it probably stopped working and they were just like ah this is a good opportunity for us to get new max so just say it doesn't work and and we'll move on. But I think you're onto something there. Yeah, it's much quieter than I thought it would be. Like I really thought. I mean, the fan is always spinning, but it's not like 
really spinning. Um, I mean, I'm not doing anything intensive on it. It's just iTunes is, well, okay, maybe that is intensive, but <laughs> for a 2008 uh, Mac, Mac Pro, but, but it was, it's the fully spec'd version from that year. I mean, and it still had all the RAM in it. I didn't have to replace that. Uh, but I mean, processor wise, it's maxed out. And I mean, it's laughable now, what, 12 years later, but, but still, it's really cool. And, uh, I never had a Mac pro. I, I worked on a Mac pro that model, that cheese grater model, uh, when I was in college, occasionally, uh, doing some, some video work for channel six, go bears. Uh, but I never had, I, I've never had a Mac pro you know, in my work or personal life. And so now I can say I have one. So it feels it, it's so heavy. Like you could kill a person with this thing. I don't know how you would pick it up to kill them, but even just fell sideways and landed on somebody's head, they die. It's that heavy. And it's sharp, you know? It's, it scares me a little bit. But that's why I've got it shoved in between a wall in the dresser so no risk of uh, any immediate injuries maybe one of my children might accidentally trip and go headfirst into it and that could be dangerous but not as concerned about that you are finally a macintosh professional i know right that's the thing is it it kind of i don't even know why it has some special feeling attached to it but i'm just like yeah, this is pretty cool. I, and of course, I was messing with it around the time that the new Mac Pro came out. So it just was like a fun little mind trick to play on myself because it would be ridiculous if I ever had a new Mac Pro that I paid for. That would be absolutely insane for me. Not insane for everybody. You know, everybody do what you want to do, but it's... First of all, the base config is just not, it's just not manageable, okay? The 256 hard drive, I mean, I guess you could get around it because most of the people that are using these things probably have raids and, and just have bukus of external hard drives as is. And these... Or network shares. Yeah, yeah. And like these... Gig gigabit network shares. These USB-C hard drives you can get pretty cheap now and they're fast. I mean, like you can work from them very sustainably and, and it's not a headache like it was with, you know, the spinning external hard drives, but come on, 256 gigs. Come on, come on, Apple. That's just, it, the starting, it should just be much higher. It should start at a terabyte, just like the iMac pro does, you know, like, come on. Anyway, that's about all of a rant I want to do. We just that. stick around here for another twelve years. I yeah um, right. Although I don't know who would get one because <laughs> who got that one? Well, I know who got that one, and he does still work here and works in like the creative department. Uh, but he's got a maxed out MacBook Pro now. I, I think he's. Hmm. You would think he would have gotten an iMac, right? I mean, that's what I would. That's obviously what I would do because I did do that, but. Um, yeah, I think he's happy with his MacBook Pro, but it would be nice if they shelled out some money for for a Mac Pro. I, you know, 
I've jokingly talked about it several times with with our good buddy who always hooks us up with all the all the good equipment here. Um, and he, you know, he was saying even he loves to spend money, but even for him, it's like that that would hurt. That would that would really hurt. Again, because you can't get the base config. Like I'd have to go up on storage. And then the weird thing to me is the RAM, because I guess the way they've got it slotted out, you know, like you can't. The multiples are different than what you've gotten used to. Yeah. With uh, with MacBook Pros and iMacs and all that stuff. So the the whole like a step up from 32 is 48, and that just doesn't feel like a step up. You know, like it really doesn't. And the fact that I already have 32 gigs of RAM on my iMac, like 48 just doesn't feel like you're really a pro anymore, you know? <laughs> I don't know what you're complaining about. It's 16 gigabytes more RAM, which is a lot for most people already. Yeah, but I mean, come on. I, I just don't understand how all that works. Like, I know, I'm sure there's a perfect explanation of why the multiples are different in it. I'm, I, I just don't really understand why it's different than the <laughs> other standard. I guess it has to do with like just how powerful the computer can be. So RAM, RAM chips work in tandem together. And so you, you have to, uh, what do you call them? They're like uh, pairs. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so you have to install them in pairs essentially, and they have to be the same size. I right. say they have to be. They work optimally if they're installed in equal pairs. And so that, that's why it kind of breaks out that way. I've got a just whopping 8 gigs of RAM on that Mac Pro, and they're massive. <laughs> like, the RAM on those are so so much different looking than, like, RAM for a laptop. And now, granted, it's several years later. But uh, in, in theory, if you trust every Mac.com, you can go up to 64 on the 2008 Mac Pro. Apple only officially supports 32, but they only officially supported, uh, I think, 8 on my 2011 MacBook Pro, and I definitely have 16 in there, and it seems to work Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> Keyboard problems notwithstanding. The, the computer, not the RAM. I, I don't know. <laughs> Good point. I need to do something with that thing. I don't know what to do with it. What do you do with really old computers like that? You can use them as a server like you're using the Mac Pro. Well, but the Mac Pro, it makes sense to do that on. So like the, the MacBook Pro, it just didn't make as much sense because, hey, it's just, I mean, the keyboard doesn't work. I always have to have like another keyboard plugged into it. And you don't have to have a keyboard plugged into it to play stuff on your Apple TV. From its well, hard drive. I know now, but I, you know, I'd already upgraded the SSD on it several years ago. It just—I don't even know if it could support two terabytes. Yeah, I don't know about that either. You—you you would think it would if the Mac Pro from three years earlier could, but I don't know, maybe not. Um, but I'm kind of like, do I just wipe it now and and just put it in the? The, the kid's schoolroom slash playroom and it can be their computer, you know? I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah. What's the best way to utilize this thing? I don't want to... I don't want to put it in a closet and just tell people it doesn't work like like was told to me about that Mac Pro. There's got to be some relatively 
sane use for it. And I think it's probably, let's lock it down and make it easy to access in the in the schoolroom. And they can use it for, because we don't have a TV in there or anything like that. And occasionally they need to show some media. We use the iPad mostly, but I don't know. Maybe Maybe that's what I should do. I'm just all about extending the life of these machines as as much as I can. Mm-hmm. It's noble work. I mean, otherwise people just throw this stuff away. This Mac Pro, all you need to do is drop, you know, 30 bucks on a graphics card and a couple hundred dollars on an SSD, and it was great. It's good to go. It's, it's fine. It's very analogous to my first PC. That I got from the library. The Pentium 2, 400 megahertz processor. Pentium 2. So was that like uh, IBM or? It was an Intel processor. Oh, the Pentium 2 was the processor. processor. That was not the name of the computer. No. No, I don't know what brand that computer was. Gateway. But it uh, had a six, six gigabyte hard drive. (laughs) <laughs> 192 megabytes of RAM. But throw a wireless adapter on that baby and convince my parents that we needed a wireless router and I was in business in my room. And then you just opened up your world to your home to all new types of computing. That's it. You were ahead of the game, Philip. Have we talked about what your first Mac was? I think we have, right? Yeah, we. that was uh, episode... One, I think. One or two. What is a computer? Yes, episode one. What is a computer? We were at, we had a different name back then, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. That yeah. was a whole thing, you know. Whole 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 thing. Yes, it was. I th- I think did that other show stop uh, oh i don't know i have I, no idea i want to say it did anyways i want to say i saw that it did and i was like so does that mean <laughs> jump on board <laughs> <laughs> we jump on back we jump on back rebranded uh, five months later that's why we waited five months was we man surprise but now rebranding. i mean i guess we haven't posted it yet but now <laughs> we're good now we, we i mean the logo would have to change and all that. Yeah, and I mean, that's not happening. Who has time for that? <laughs> well, not me, because it would take me a lot of time. That's true. Yeah, it would take you a lot of time to figure that that out. Yeah, and you'd have to buy an Adobe subscription, and that just seems like a lot of effort. I'm all about minimizing effort for maximum output. I thought you were just going to leave it at that. I'm all about minimizing effort. <laughs> Period. I can get on board with that. That mantra. Yeah. Yeah. Are you working hard? Stop it. Stop. <laughs> I'm giving up for Lent. Work smarter, not harder. I bought a new backpack today. All right. The uh, Why? Peak, peak Design okay. um, every day. It was their version one, and they're on clearance. Oh, okay, because I was about to say, I heard a lot about those Peak backpacks. They sounded interesting. I thought, oh, a backpack. 
Well, you know, you just buy one. And then I saw the price yeah. Yeah. of the Peak Design backpacks. And I said, what in the world? Yeah. How much do they go for new? Like the very newest ones? So this, the size I got, I think is it's 260 is what it starts at. <laughs> So it was 20% off. So it was like 208, 209, something like that. And uh, yeah, because they're clearing them out because they just released a version two. Okay. Which is not that much different. Um, I watched several YouTube videos How much about it. Today. Backpack B. <laughs> it's a little more rounded on the overall oh, design, and some of the clips sleek. are different. And it's really not that that different from version one. So, and I kind of like the look of version one anyway a little better. So. I didn't feel bad um, going with the, the older model, especially since it was 20% off. So is this going to be your backpack for work? Yeah, yeah, for everything, which is difficult because I have a backpack that I've had for several years that was given to me by my dad. So I'm like, I have mixed feelings about it. Uh, but the main reason I wanted to get this backpack was because it, it makes it so much easier to carry a camera without having to carry a separate, you mm-hmm. know, bag for that. And we've got some pretty big trips planned for this year. Um and I just think it would be cool to have my camera with me more frequently. <laughs> you know, obviously I have my phone all the time and and that's good for most things. Um but the you know, the the quality in the image is just different. It's you know, it, I'm able to do more with a with a big boy camera than I than I am with my phone. Although most times the phone is great. And video wise, the phone is probably probably preferable because, you know, it's just easier to to get it to work quickly and it to work and capture accurately what you're trying to do without you know, if I was using my, my camera, I'd have to switch the focus and all the stuff. Anyway. Um, but it just makes it so much easier to carry that kind of stuff without, you know, having a separate little mm-hmm. camera bag with you at all times. And, and then you just, all the compartments and it's it's so cool. Like I've never been, who would think that a backpack would be so interesting, but it's just, I don't know. I really like it. They, so they've got the different like layers and, and all the, it's all adjustable. You can take the the different dividers out. You can, you know, stack them up a little bit different and you can even stack them. Um, you can fold them up in certain ways. So like if you had a camera with a really long lens on it, you could still put it in there and it, you know, would just be kind of vertical in your bag. Um, it's just really cool. That is nice. And then you've still got separate compartments for laptop, iPad, all that stuff. And um, the latch mechanism is really cool on the top to get to, it's got an area at the top for like all your random stuff. Like if you want to put your wallet or keys or whatever in, in, in that area and it just looks really nice. I'm excited about it. Uh, but the goal is f- to carry my big camera with me more frequently to just, I, I took more pictures with that camera in the last year than the previous few years. And I've just been really happier with the just the overall quality of pictures I've I've gotten of family and stuff that we did. You know what I mean? Like I'm just starting to think about that more. Still love my phone and and the camera capabilities that that, that brings, but 
Um, you know, especially the spontaneity that you can capture with that. But I'd like to carry my camera just as much as I can. And, and this bag will make that a little bit easier to do. I understand. I, I try to use my iPhone 8 to take pictures way more than my iPhone SE. So right, I'm, yeah. right, I'm right there with you. Speaking of iPhone SE, is this like, I, I imagine you have mixed feelings about the season that we're in and these rumors of a, of a phone coming out in, in, in this March timeframe. Some people even going as far to blasphemously call it the SE2. I, but I assume maybe you don't feel. I don't. I imagine it's mixed feelings for you because you've been wanting a, a successor to the SE. But is this really going to be the successor you dreamed of? It would hurt my heart if the rumors for the fall were to have three similar phones to the phones that have been being released. You know, a ten and a ten Max. Is that what it is? essentially well yeah i mean 10 these 10. last years were 11s but right but i'm just saying it's all started with the 10 that 10 style yeah you know yeah 10r style a 10 11 11 pro 11 pro max yeah yeah i mean if that was going to be coming in the fall then yeah i mean i'd probably i'd probably be going with a 11 style 10r but the rumors for the fall are just, I mean, they're the thing of dreams. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, have completely avoided pretty much all fall rumors for phones. Like on purpose? Uh, well, I think maybe I'm just not listening to as many of the shows that uh, would have covered it more intently week to week. Yeah. As, as maybe I did in the past. And that would probably be my primary source that would then encourage me to go research you know, somewhere else. Right. So the rumor is that the 10 style 5.8 inch is going to be, I don't know if replace is the right word. It's not going to be there anymore. And there's going to be a 5.4 inch. Oh, okay. iPhone 10 style phone. Now so a little may, smaller overall. It, it may be that the 5.4 inch is like a smaller 10R slash 11 sort of thing. Oh, okay. Um, like the 5.4 inch is not likely to have every lens that maybe the Max has. I think one of the rumors is that the Max may actually have an additional lens. I mean, it may go, you know, plus and actually have more and not just be, you know, just a different size than the identical model. That well, I don't like that idea. No, but... no, you don't. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. So 5.4 inch and 6.7 inch is what, is what they're rumored to move to right now. They're at 5.8 inch, uh, 11 pro and 6.5 inch. So this is the stuff of dreams for you because it would be smaller in theory. I mean, not in theory. I mean, it would definitely be smaller. Yes. But that's just 0.4 inches smaller. Is that, (laughs) is that really... I mean, yes. That's not going to be a four inch. No, it's 0.4 inches diagonally. All right? I'm just saying, you know, it's still going to be bigger than your beloved iPhone SE. Yes. I I, I don't need it to be the size of the SE. I mean, I would love that size, but that's not going to happen. 
but so I'm just, I mean, I'm just looking for anything smaller. Um, I would love, I think it will be in the one handable range. But here's what I don't understand. So you would be excited for that phone potentially. Yes. But you're not excited for these SE2 rumors. No. That are just a, basically an iPhone 8. No, why, why would Revamped. But that would be smaller screen wise than this new 5.4 inch phone. Uh, what? Because it would be the 4.7 inch, like the like the iPhone 8. Right, but it's going to be a bigger phone because it's going to have a forehead and a chin and a home button. But I'm just saying, in terms of reachability for your little one handed desires, the, wouldn't the 4.7 inch be easier for you to move no, around on? No. How, how how not? Well, because it's because it's a bigger phone to hold. Well, you just move your 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 hand position up a little bit. But I will say I will say that the uh, ability to swipe, which I experience on the iPad just a little bit, and so I think about it on the phone, swiping up from the bottom. I I think that is a lot more easy to do one handed than to bring keep bringing your thumb down to the home button to double tap to multitask most, yeah. most often. I, I, I think that I, I think that, that helps with the potential um, one handed usage is definitely to go to that model. I, I really wish especially because I think about it when they still have an iPad that I mean I I got this ten point five inch iPad Pro and it's got a home button, but it's also got the swipe gestures. And I just continue to think, why don't they do this on the iPhones where you can use the home button on the, you can use your home button on your iPad to go home. You can also swipe up to go home. E- either one. It is kind of weird that they don't have that same paradigm. Yeah. Yeah. I never really thought of that because, you know, I'm not living in the past, but yeah, that's the other benefit of if you prefer this 5.4 inch model is that you'll finally get to step into a, a new world. Of, oh yeah. Of, I'm pumped. Yeah. I I hope it happens for oh. you. It does it does present a conundrum though for someone like me because I don't know. Like I I I like the size of my phone now and now I would have to decide to either move up or move down, right? I mean, is that what you're you're telling me? Essentially, yeah. Or I could just be like my phone is only a year old. Maybe Maybe I should stop this madness and just, you know, ride my phone out for a while. But here's the thing, Philip. <laughs> here's the thing that wasn't even true the last two times I said I wouldn't buy a phone and I did. Yeah. This iPhone 11 Pro, it's already paid off. So there's like really no barriers now <laughs> to just dive in every year but that's insane why would i do that you've got to stop me okay enough is enough i i mean i thought i did stop you i back thought in september i thought i thought it was very reasonable in my explanations of why i wasn't going to get a new phone you were i agree and then austin man was like leave us Night mode. Is that what it's called? I don't even remember. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Listen, 
what I'm trying to say is I've got imperfections just like everybody else. You know, mine just happen to be tech. I don't play golf, you know? I, I What is my my vice hobby? So the the rumors are that there may actually be two 6.1-inch phones. Seems a little crazy to me, but I've thought this when Ming-Chi Kuo's brought a lot of his rumors out, and he's just he's got sources, so you just kind of got to... Would, I guess one would be OLED, one would still be LCD. Is well, the... the rumor is actually that they will all be OLED, but that the... So you'd have a 5.4-inch and a 6.1-inch that have just dual cameras. Oh, uh, okay. So and then you'd have a 6.1-inch and a 6.7-inch that have triple cameras. Gotcha. So, you know, I mean, I don't know that they're really selling a lot of these phones based on camera abilities. Any... I don't know if you know anything about that. Right now. What? There's no need to be hateful. Um, what about, are there any rumors of like some kind of crazy fourth ultra zoom nonsense like Samsung's doing with their uh, S20 Ultra? I, I don't I don't really know how all they're doing that. Are they doing that with any of like the time of flight stuff or does time of flight only have help with AR? I, I don't really understand it either. I mean, I, it's it's something like like the, how it's kind of like folded in on itself well, or something. I don't well, know. How they're, how yeah, they're yeah. So the Super Zoom, no, what's it called? It's called Super Zoom. No, it's got some crazy name. Yeah, it had a dumb name. Uh, anyways, uh, dumb, <laughs> dumb, <laughs> crazy dumb Zoom. Uh, is it only on the Ultra? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And the Ultra's a good bit thicker and it's also $1,400 and has a thicker camera bump to boot. So like true, they're going really thick there in, in order to do that. I, I don't think, I don't think they're going to, I don't think Apple's going to do that. Well, and I just, I tend to agree with Marquez Brownlee. What is the purpose? Because what can you really gain function wise out of that? Because you're not going to get a good picture unless you have, a tripod like there's just no way you're going to be that zoomed in and be able to get a quality image handheld you know what i mean like i just can't imagine that that's possible um unless they've just got some kind of pairing it with their software somehow to do something i just don't know i can't think of a use for this that isn't in like super creepy you know, so the non-creepy usages for it. Please explain what they are, because my mind is not going to anything wholesome. So the the good thing, the the good example that I saw uh, somebody post was that it it was basically looking over like a body of water, and there's buildings on the other side of the body of water, and with any standard cell phone zoom, you just can kind of tell like that's a building, but with the hundred. Uh, time zoom. I mean, you could actually zoom in on it and tell like exactly what building it was. Um, so I mean, when you're around bodies of water, like you always are in Arkansas. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm always thinking, man, this body of water. Sure, it sure would be nice if I could see the other side. Yeah. That's... I I want to say it was in San Francisco, like around that Golden Gate area, mm. where you really, I mean, you can just kind of tell, like, oh, there's some stuff over there on that side. But you can't really tell what it is. But now I can really see the people over there. Oh, see, I've gone, <laughs> I've gone creepy again already. I don't know. I'm sure it's going to be awesome eventually. But, yeah, 
I don't know. It it seems a little well, and Apple's never going to do it until they can do it well and it have some kind of purpose that they'll make up, and I'll believe it probably. So <laughs> probably, but I just still can't get over. How can you get a good image without some type of physical stabilization, like a tripod? I just, I don't know. I just the like physics of it don't make sense to me in a handheld device to have that much zoom but i'm not an actual photographer i don't know how all that really works and how it works in real life probably isn't how it's working in these phones anyway definitely not um you'll be proud of me i think i've like really been watching the videos about these samsung these new samsung phones which i normally never look at any of that stuff because i i'm never gonna have a samsung phone I know I said I wasn't going to buy a new iPhone last fall, but like I can confidently say in a very John Gruberish way that it's just not going to happen because they don't run iOS just like PCs don't run macOS. And I, I have no desire to not be running those operating systems. So, but I am interested to see what they're doing because. Well, their hardware looks great most of the time. Um, And it only helps push Apple. So I I just kind of get a little confused by their release window because it's always so much earlier in the year for that model. And then I know they do the the tabs or whatever they're called. Notes. Or notes, yeah, um, in the fall. But I don't know. I'm proud of myself for actually monitoring what they're doing. And I I don't get as caught up in specs. Like, it seems like everybody's always pumping up the specs of these phones. And, like, I, I think the Ultra has can, can have up to 16 gigs of RAM. But, like, an iPhone is never, at least not in the immediate future, going to need 16 gigs of RAM because they're just so much more efficient with, for one, they build the software and they build the hardware so they can optimize so much better. But it's like people, they just see specs and think, Oh, this phone's going to be amazing. And, and it, I'm sure it will be very nice, but what does 16 gigs give you on a phone? Really? Well, the specs I think are a lot more valid when you're comparing it to other Android phones mm-hmm. and the specs of those other Android phones. Gotcha. I think that's where that comes in. Oh, and you just reminded me of what I've been trying to remember for almost an hour now, which is that uh, I saw that with the Mac Pro, if you get 1.5 terabytes of RAM in your new Mac Pro, you can can open up a little over 6,000 tabs in Chrome. Oh, yeah, I did see that story. That, But not too too much over that because then it will crash your mac i guess which is i mean listen i don't even want to get into a conversation about tab management because i know that's a real hot button issue for a lot of people i think i'm in the rarity of i close out all my tabs and browsers and actually shut down my machine every day is that mad yes but i don't understand why that's maddening uh, I mean, I think it's great. 
I kind of, I mean, I kind of wish that I could do so, but yeah. I mean, how, how many, how many tabs do you like? What's the maximum number of tabs that you like ever open up? Oh man. Today I had, um, I may have had like seven and it was stressing me out. Like I was happy to quickly close a lot of them. So I recently had, uh, I think 190. God, yeah. No, open in, in Chrome and like a few open in Firefox. Um, but I mean, that, that's not a good thing. What what this makes me wonder is what, because that's the norm. I think for a lot of people, they just open up their the tabs norm is, and never. The, the norm is between you and I. Well, as, as is usually the case. But I just don't. I'm like, why do I do that? Like, why can't I just like anytime in Mac OS, if I get prompted with. Something to the effect of, do you want to open all these windows upon startup? Like, if I'm having to restart and it always prompts you, like, hey, we're going to shut down. Do you want us to open all the everything back? Absolutely not. <laughs> and then I'll go and close everything. Why do I do that? <laughs> I don't want the computer to do anything that I didn't really want it to do. Is that is that weird? I I don't understand. I don't know either. But I also... But I if just, you don't want it to do it, you tell it not to do it, and then it doesn't do it. Well, I, that's what I tell it. I do tell it that. And then you can just shut down. And you don't no, have to close... Oh, man, no. You don't have to close everything. No. Prior to shutting... I don't know. I'm trying to bring order to my machine before I put it to sleep. And then when I when it when it comes up, it's... It could have done it on its own. I think your machine doesn't care, but I think you do. And that's fine. That's what I'm trying to find out. What is wrong with me that I the, am like this? The machine is nothing without you. You are nothing without the machine. You have that's, to work that's, together. That's depressing. Okay. <laughs> it's true. That's true. My entire <laughs> career, independently or otherwise, would not exist without So I think about machines. this. I think about this every now and then. That there used to be companies big companies like the one you work for companies you know a little bit smaller but still large like the one that i work for and there used to be no computers anywhere people still had desks they had paper yeah they had writing utensils i i don't understand how how all this got done i mean obviously it did right it sounds like a personal hellscape <laughs> because I don't know if you ever have this conversation with your wife, but I have it all the time where I tell her you were born in the wrong timeline. Like you were, you should have been born in the fifties or like been an adult in the fifties. Just the way her mind works and how quaint she is about things she just would have fit better, I think, in the 50s and 60s than the time we're in now. But I, on the other hand, I am in the exact right time. No mistake. Um, I, I just, yeah, I, I think there it was an interesting video I watched recently that brought up this similar thought of, um, have you ever heard of Quarter Crew? No. They're uh, this. It's a YouTube channel. 
but they're a visual effects house. It's like a small, I say small, I mean, they're, they do really cool stuff, but they're not like some big production company. I mean, um, they just work out of a house, so. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, they, they, they make a lot of like kind of goof videos. Um, you probably saw one that they did recently where it, they're not Boston Dynamics, but they like have a fake name that sounds like Boston Dynamics. And they had, they did a video, video recently where it looked like they had made a robot and they were like, uh, pushing it down and it would get back up. And it, I don't know if you saw that video or not. It was kind of going around a couple weeks ago. Um, but they have this series where it's just called visual effects artists react. And so they just sit down on the couch and they watch good CGI and bad CGI. And it's really cool. Um, but they did a whole video recently about the original trilogy, star Wars movies. And it's freaking amazing. Like the stuff that they did with essentially no computers, it's crazy, but it's like also at the same time, it's just amazing. I mean, obviously they broke ground on visual effects for movies. You know, I mean, they were the pioneers, right? I mean, that's that's just what it was. But watching the techniques they used and how they would do uh, mat tracking and all this, but it wasn't a computer doing it. Like they were, they were doing it, and they pioneered some uh, like motion uh, camera stuff that had never been created or used before. It was just totally wild to me. But the whole time I was watching it, I was like, I don't think I would have the patience to have to film things like that. You know, like I'm not, I'm not some big visual effects guy, but the fact that you can do so much of this stuff in computers now and just be your own little person doing it. It's, it's just so wild to me. I guess the truth is, it's like everything took more patience. Or didn't even like take more patience. It was just like, what else do you want? Oh yeah, there was no other way. They right. didn't even know. They didn't even know. You know, I mean, it's just no wonder that they hate our generation. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a really good video. I'll uh, I'll make a note to to put it in the in the show notes because it was just so cool, like watching all these techniques that they essentially created. You know and and uh, they did a lot of stuff with, um, with uh, like animation plates. A lot of the backgrounds in those movies, it's like pa actual paintings that they've just matted into the shots, and it looks so seamless. It's just, and they were doing these things in the seventies and early eighties. You know, it's just crazy, and how well they could get it to match up and. It's just wild, man. Yeah, and all, all the models that they would use. Oh, that's yeah. tough. All the miniatures. It yeah, I bananas. That they, they talked a lot about that in this in this video because, yeah, I mean, how else did you do some of that? So they also had a really. I, I watched these, um, just the last few days. They had a, a two part series on the Lord of the Rings movies, and um, talk about using miniatures. I mean, so much of that movie because again. Even though that was like the late 90s, it's still, you couldn't do these things in computers even then. A lot of the things that they, they would just do now, um, just see The Hobbit. Um, don't don't see that. Um, it's so crazy. They, they talked about like the Battle of Helm's Deep where they had 
I think maybe three different miniatures of that set that scaled differently. And so, you know, certain, certain things they were trying to film, they would use with the really small uh, scale, but then like other things they would use. It's just wild to me. And they were using a lot of the same like uh, motion, uh, you know, like being able to put a camera on a track and, and do a, the same motion over and over again so that you get that consistent shot. And what they, the reason they were using that was because of um, all the times you had a hobbit on the scene with just like a normal person or with Gandalf who looked supposed to be like eight feet tall, you know? How do you do that? Well, they basically, every time you see one of those scenes, they basically shot it twice on two separate sets. So like they had two separate sets, one scaled for... <laughs> the Hobbit size and one, well, and I guess one scaled even smaller for Gandalf to be in. And like one would be shot on a, on a blue screen and one wouldn't. And then because they were using the same motion of the camera, they could then match those shots up together. It's just wild stuff. I mean, and it's so cool and it could totally be done. Like anybody could, could kind of do that same thing without having all that equipment, but it's just wild to see, Cause I mean, I watched those movies when I was much younger than I am now. And I just don't think about that stuff when I'm watching movies. Although I find myself more and more thinking about stuff like that now, like 1917 for, for instance, I don't know if you saw that movie, mm -hmm. but um, I went in. So two things about 1917. I knew that there was going to be like one shots, but I didn't know how much, of that movie was going to be one shots, which spoilers, basically the whole movie. Um, the other thing that I'll quickly say about 1917. No, nope, I'm not going to quickly say it. I'm going to save it. Cause I want to talk about that. Uh, sometimes I find myself watching movies and I'm so captured by the, the technique that I don't pay as much attention to like the actual story. And sometimes those things, serve each other but then sometimes they really don't i think 1917 it mostly serves the story but sometimes i found it a little distracting because i would just be like okay how long is this gonna go i was like looking for the fake cuts you know like where did they cut here you know like how did they do it sometimes it's pretty obvious other times it's not as obvious which is cool that they can pull that off um my favorite absolute favorite part of that movie uh, which I really liked the movie. The story's kind of what it is. I mean, it's like a very simple story. We got to get from point A to point B. That's basically the story. Uh, but I really enjoyed the scene where he finally gets to the, the French town that he's trying to get to, right? And it's nighttime, and they're shooting flares right up into the air. And... So you get, this place is just like been torn apart by some awful happenstance that you didn't see. So all the buildings are mangled and there's just all these interesting angles, right? That you can kind of see, but it's dark. But then they start shooting these flares up and the shadows get cast really quickly and then they just freeze, right? Because the, the flare gets all the way up. And then when it finally starts to fall after a few seconds, the shadows start moving very quickly again and they just keep for like a minute, they just keep shooting these flares, right? 
was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen on a big screen. And it was a very simple setup and premise. But like I was like holding my breath during that moment because it was just so pretty to see all that, the the light and the shadows on screen. And it was like, did it really have anything to do with the story? I don't know, but that was it was a really cool thing. Other thing about 1917 is it has moved me fully, 100% into watching no trailers ever. Uh, I was only, listeners, if you shall recall, back in six months ago, I was only avoiding trailers for movies that I knew I would see. You experienced this. Put the, the AirPods in, close my eyes, look at my phone, whatever. So I, I really had no plans to see 1917. I didn't really know what it was about. And so it wasn't a trailer that I avoided. It's about World War One. Well, I mean, I assumed by the what I saw in the trailer and then the, the number. Yeah, I assumed that it was. But I had no, like, I didn't hear anything about it before I saw the trailer. That's what I'm trying to say. But boy, oh boy, I can't think of any trailer that spoils the entire movie more than that trailer. It's insane. I mean, the literal last shot of the trailer is like the big climactic part of the whole movie. And then you see nearly every single cameo in the trailer. And so that has no impact at all. I mean, like there's there's big name people in this movie that are only in it for a very short some short amount of time. I think there was only one cameo that they didn't spoil. And it was probably my favorite because of that, because I wasn't expecting it. But it has fully pushed me on the side of, I'm not watching any more trailers anymore. I'm done. I'm done with trailers, because I really liked 1917, but I also was not very surprised by anything, except for the big flare scene, because I didn't see that in a trailer. Maybe it was, and I just missed it. But why? Why do they do this? I'm done. I'm done with trailers, is what I'm trying to say. But I'm also afraid I'm going to miss some movies because of it, because I'm I'm not going to watch trailers. And if I hadn't seen the trailer for 1917, I might not have wanted to see it. Therein lies the tale. But also, it ruined the movie. Not really, but it ruined all the major beats of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. I just... We're different, obviously. I I mean, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, that the, the main part of the trailer ended up being the climax of the movie. Yeah. But I don't know that I... Like, that occurred to me once it was happening in the movie, but it never occurred to me before that. Yeah, I mean, I guess it didn't before that, but as the movie's going on, you're like... Well, that must be what they're leading up to. At a certain point, I don't know. I, I, at a certain threshold, for me, it was probably like, I don't know, a third of the way into the movie. <laughs> See, for me, it was, I don't know, probably. As it was happening? A minute and a half before <laughs> it happened. I was like, oh, okay, it's about to oh, run. Oh, and then the, the numbers are going to come in. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I really want better trailers i definitely want better trailers and i 
I guess I'm I'm not opposed to showing some things. To me, like my big thing about trailers is just don't give me more than like the first possibly second beat. And I felt like 1917 really didn't give more than that. Like you just kind of got it, it didn't give more than that that you knew about. Right. You you, you just kind of got that okay, so this guy Needs to go get to his brother in time, you know? And that's all you got. Yeah. So I guess I was fine with it in that respect. I, I don't really, I'm not really opposed to seeing some things necessarily if if they don't give you the context and so you don't know exactly what that is. Yeah, I've got to find a system that still allows me to see some movies that I might not have seen without me seeing any trailers because I I just don't want to see them anymore. Yeah, there's got to be a site out there for trailer reviews, right? If not, maybe we got to start one. Maybe we should make one, but then I'd have to watch the trailers. That we watch after the movie, (laughs) which doesn't do people a whole lot of good. Listen, even like, uh, you know, I had been doing this for almost a year, right? I was, all of it was leading up to to the rise of Skywalker, right? I didn't, I was conditioning myself. It started with Captain Marvel. I didn't see any of those trailers. And then that helped lead right into good old Avengers Endgame. Didn't see any of that trailer, uh, which then led into Toy Story 4, which, by the way, I went back and watched those trailers after. My God, it spoils the whole movie. We talked about that. I don't get it. Okay, anyway, all of this was a test to get me to the real grand finale which was the rise of skywalker right i didn't want to see any of the any of the trailers for that and i went back and watched the trailers after and yeah the the teaser trailer i mean besides the big reveal at the end of the teaser trailer which is palpatine laughing there's really nothing in that teaser trailer except for that <laughs> you know <laughs> except for that really big thing did you know about palpatine going into well, I I, I kind of knew something, but I didn't know I didn't know to what extent he was going to be in it. But it seemed fairly obvious that like he was going to have some part in it, and there was really nothing I could do to avoid that because I had a lot of words muted on Twitter, and I still would see images. You know what I mean? Like you'd see an image, and it'd be like, "Well, well he's in the poster." Well, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, I mean, Which well, I just feel like you know, does he have to be? See, I kept Kanan completely blacked out, right? And when we went and saw it with him, we took a picture of him in front of that big poster because they had like a big display. And we took the picture and then he looks up and he goes, why is Palpatine on this? And I was like, oh, just keep keep going. Keep going. You got to take your picture after the movie. (laughs) Now you know. Well, it's right there when you're walking in. I couldn't avoid it. It's right there when you're walking out too. No, no, no. It was like in inside, you know, as we were. I didn't see it in time. He saw it anyway. Whatever. I understand. But uh, yeah, it. I I didn't. I didn't know how big of a part he would play. No, thankfully they tell you pretty quickly. Is he's playing a big part? <laughs> like this is this is what this is. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some things you can't avoid. But like, I don't know. I don't regret not watching these trailers. Giving it a year. Of course not. I don't regret it. If have anything... You, have you ever regretted not watching any trailer? Well, I think back on like... 
think how awesome it was when the the Force Awakens teaser trailer dropped. Yes. Like that was like a cultural moment. And then I listened to the podcast that was like an hour and a half long about the 90 <laughs> second trailer. Yeah. I mean. And you're giving up all of that. So there's, yeah, there's, there's things that, yeah, I have to let go of because of this. But I guess what I'm most afraid of is like, what am I missing? Because I'm not watching any trailers, you know? Like, I went and saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood having not seen any trailers and having not seen a single Tarantino film, but something made me want to see it, and I can't even really pinpoint what it was. But I just, I think it was, I, I knew the general premise of it was going to be set in this time frame, and, and, you know, Sharon Tate was going to be in it, and just having some background knowledge of all of that, it just seemed interesting to me. But I'm... I'm just afraid there's going to be movies I'm going to miss because of it. And I've I've found this out more and more. If I don't see a movie in theater, I'm probably not going to see it at this point. I don't know why, but watching movies is difficult at home for me because I don't like to split the experience up. But it's really pretty impossible to not do that when I'm watching at home. Because when do I have two and a half hours to just watch a movie? I can't stay up that late. I'm about to fall asleep right now. <laughs> but if I go to a movie theater and get the, you know, I get the whole experience, I love going to a movie theater. But if I don't, like, I mean, this Parasite movie, you, you, you're, like, really pumping it up. But when am I going to watch it? I should have tried to watch it in theaters, but I don't even know if it was here. I mean, I, I'm sure it was for a time, but... It was in Little Rock. Uh, was it not in Conway at all? No, it was never in Conway. Well, see, how was I going to see that, Philip? I mean, Conway's the worst. Well, Conway is not the worst because it's here. <laughs> Conway is the worst if you want to see anything that's not a blockbuster movie. But do I really want to see anything that's not a blockbuster movie? Yes. Parasite was incredible. Without seeing the trailers, I don't know. And I'm never going to see the trailers because I've already established that. You don't need to see the trailers. You just need to see the movie. <laughs> kind of like Russian Doll, right? Did you ever watch Russian Doll? I haven't yet. Why can I do this with TV? Because it's shorter. That's it. It's and shorter chunks. So they've already broken it up for you. Yeah. I can. Wa I watch a lot of TV. Well, I don't watch as much TV as some people. But... <laughs> I watch which, quite a bit which of TV. helps me sleep at night. Yeah. I watch quite a bit of TV. You know, I stay current on the shows that I like. But it's just so much easier because it's once a week. It's 40 minutes max. Sometimes shorter if you're watching The Mandalorian because those episodes were just kind of all over the place. 32 minutes, 40 minutes. You know I'm all for that. 37 minutes. And it was fine. But two and a half hours... If I'm not sitting in a theater and I don't have access to popcorn, I just have a really hard time focusing for that long. Because when am I going to do that? So do you need do we need a resource that can tell you what you can break the movie up into? That would be helpful. Yeah, like hey, it's like uh, the apps that tell you when you should go pee. Yes. No, I went right there with you. But instead, it's for people who 
don't have two and a half hours. And yet, I'm thinking maybe you could try using the Run P app and say, okay, if this is a dead spot in the movie and it's about halfway through. It's a good time to stop. I watched the first half. I'll watch the second half. I'm going to try that theory out. I'll get back to you. Part of the other side of it is, if it's not worth seeing in the theater, being my definition for that is that I didn't see it in the theater. Not that it's <laughs> not worth seeing in the theater. Then, I don't know. Is there really a, <laughs> really a point seeing it on my iPad? You can watch it on your TV. That see that opens up a whole other can of worms that's even more difficult because I would only be able to watch that late at night, and it makes my my TV is very bright. Philip, I know the we, darks are very dark. We, the brights, brights are very, are very bright. bright. We already talked about this. You got to put stuff in front of the door, in in front of the bottom of the doors. And I do, and I do, but you know, my kids come out. And they wake me up in the middle of the night. so They won't if you're watching the movie still. Problem solved. Okay. Why should I see Parasite, Philip? Or can you not tell me that without spoiling it? Because it's a great movie? You should be proud of me. This came up in our game on Tuesday because the boys were getting... They were not winning. <laughs> and... It was over. And Jeff just randomly starts asking me about the Oscars, which I thought was strange, but he's the boss, so I just go with it. Um, and uh, he was like, have you seen Parasite? Or he said, was I happy with how the Oscars went? And I had seen four of the nine movies, which is like a lot for me on any given year. Usually I maybe have seen one. I've seen four of the nine. But I said, I have not seen Parasite, so I cannot say if I was happy or not with the outcome. Because I haven't seen it. I don't know. I don't know if it was, if it should be the best picture. It should be. It is. You tell me that, and it is. It so is. I saw four of the nine, and I liked, I liked all four of the movies that I saw. I kind of was like everybody else and just assumed that 1917 was probably going to win, but... And I, I mean, I would have been fine with have that. Have you seen Jojo Rabbit? I have not. Oh, you should see Jojo Rabbit. So the four that I've seen, <laughs> I saw Ford versus Ferrari, which was, it was a fun movie. It was really good. I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I really liked. I have not seen that yet. I saw Joker, which it's weird. It's a weird movie to say that I that you liked because it's just a very dark movie. It was but very entertaining. It's good. I mean, it's, it's very good. Yeah, it's it's not a it's not a bad movie. It's not it's not one that I would just be like, best movie ever. Really I uplifting. I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. <laughs> I'm kind of like that too. Um, I think I the only chance of that happening would have been if I went and saw it again in theater. I think. In fact, I I didn't see it originally. And then I heard that it was really good. And then Blair heard that it had a lot of mental health aspects. Yes. So that hooked her. Right. And so she was like, no, I really want to see it. Because before that, she thought that she wouldn't want to see it because it'd be like disturbing, scary, which she's not interested in. Um, and I thought, yeah, it's got that potential. Well, it was definitely that, too. And it, and it definitely <laughs> had some of that, right? 
but it was these redeeming qualities that Blair was very interested in. I found very interesting too, and it was it was it was good. It was after I saw it, I had people in the office asking me like what I thought of it, and and the thing I kept coming back to was like it, it's kind of trying to shine a light on like what are the repercussions for just ignoring people who have severe mental issues? Like what is like the worst case scenario that could happen if we just pretend these people don't exist or cut funding for programs for people like this or, you know I mean? Like, I don't think that was the entire message of the movie, but there's certainly that's there. If you wanted to see that, that part of it. Um, I had friends that went and saw it multiple times because there's a lot of, I think, things that you could pick up on maybe in a second viewing. Because there's just a lot of questions about, like, what's real, what's not. It's very unclear <laughs> by the end of the movie. You know, it's it's very hard to tell what's real and what's not. But, yeah, I don't know if I would watch it again either. There's just movies like that that aren't super pleasant to watch a second time. Doesn't mean they weren't a good movie. Have you, have you seen District 9? I have not. So I've only seen District 9 once, but I still would say it's one of my favorite movies ever. The time that I saw it, it, was, it just blew my mind. It was so enjoyable. It's such a good story. It was so well done. I'd really like to watch it again. I'm kind of like that with A Quiet Place because I'll never be able to capture that moment in the theater ever again. That's very true. Because it was just such a unique experience. And, you know, you're never going to have that experience again. You like you just can't recapture it. Maybe if you watched it with someone who hadn't seen it. But that was the wildest movie I've ever seen in a theater. Everybody was just dead silent. You haven't seen Get Out, have you? No. I oh, seen Get Out. man. I did see... You must. I did see Us. Yes. Which, you must see Get which Out. Which that movie was bananas crazy, but... I had a lot of fun with that movie, but I was also very confused at the end. <laughs> because, I don't know, like, it seemed like it was going to be, I don't know. I thought the first half set it up to be, like, a really straightforward kind of thriller movie, and then it just turned into something completely different. Did it. Yeah. Man. I'd like, I'd like to watch that again. I love that people... um will frequently take the music from that, uh, you know, from that, that trailer. Speaking of trailers that were great, but I probably shouldn't have watched before I saw the movie. Um, the music from that trailer, I love when people take that and, and put it on top of like little reaction videos on Twitter. Case in point, um, I saw someone post <laughs> this week that, uh, this was Jameis Winston's reaction after having LASIK surgery. Now that he realized he didn't have eight receivers, but only had four. And it was just someone making big eyes with that music playing. It was very good. Very good stuff. Speaking of trailers that I didn't see before the movie, I didn't see the Us trailer before I saw it. Mm, it's good. It's a good. I probably yeah. enjoyed the trailer more than I enjoyed the yeah. movie. But we talked about that. It's good. We can talk about it again, Philip. It's been five months, okay? It's like the second or third time you've said that to me. We can talk about things again for our tens of listeners. 
I remember when you said that the first time. Yeah. Well, you know, you were there when I said it the first time. Maybe some random person from Poland that's listening now for the first time hasn't gone back through the back catalog yet. That's a good point. Good point. All right. I'll stop. We love our Polish friends. <laughs>